Roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus podcast. You'll gasp. <gasps> you'll laugh. <laughs> And you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano and Matt Bradshaw. Welcome! <laughs> Welcome, Matt Bradshaw, to Tamworth. Oh, thank you very much. It's, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to virtually be there. You are virtually here. Um... This is my dorm room. Shared dorm? Uh, not in the room. No, I have a room to myself. Okay. Um, we're at a boarding school. In You're town. in a boarding school? Yeah. Um, we The whole course for the two weeks takes place uh, in a boarding school, so we use the school facilities. Awesome. So, yeah. So... Um, unfortunately, they don't have air conditioning. Oh, that's an excellent sound. <laughs> um, I was referring to your beer noises, not the m- music that's coming from outside, which is actually excellent. I couldn't hear the music coming from outside, and I knew you were talking about my beer noises. Very good. So, yeah. Now I'm going to get my face back in focus. There we go. Um, I feel like I've been here for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was yeah. so I was going to ask about what your day has actually entailed today. Okay, well, today I woke up uh, at Hooray! four. I woke up. That's always good. I woke up about four and then didn't get oh. back to sleep after going to sleep at about two. Um, I have not slept very well since uh, before New Year's, <laughs> so I'm a bit crusty. Um, and then it was. Uh, Go time, uh, really. Uh, I've done some recording. So I wrote a song first night by myself just to try to get in the zone. And I played that at the concert. There was like a concert on the last night where we all got up and played some stuff that we'd prepared with people in a group. Right. Um, And then we all got to see each other play and sing and and stuff. So um, that was everything from... Can we backtrack for one second? Oh yeah, sure. For those for those who are uninitiated, um, obviously anyone really who's listening to this at this stage of episode one hundred and thirty-two hey, is we, aware. We should get into each other's faces like this. <laughs> should we? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, initiated. Uh, <laughs> what, what do what do people? Wow. Think? Yeah, no, sorry, guys. What do people need to know that I'm in Tamworth on a music... Uh, yeah, album. so I'm guessing people know that, but uh, it's only Monday and that's that's traditionally the day that, um, you know, something would start. Yeah, but it started on Saturday. There you go. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I've been here for ages because yeah, the, okay. the day starts at 8.30 and tonight didn't finish till pretty much right on 9.30. Um, and... Uh, morning tea is fifteen minutes, afternoon tea is fifteen minutes, and lunch is half an hour. So, yeah, um, wow. It's um, oh nice, no, something happened to your face. There it is. Um, that's better. I like that face. Sorry. <clears throat> so right, okay. Yeah. So you started on Saturday. You put in a full day. You did Sunday stuff that you prepared Saturday and Sunday, either individually or with groups. You then performed on Sunday night, and now it's Monday. Yeah, great, Very good. Yeah, um, and today it was um, songwriting analysis, um, music theory, guitar class, which was incredible because it was, I think, the first time I remember jamming a 12-bar blues. Okay. With, you know, people at various levels, but um, and then doing something like, okay, we're only going to do a solo with these four notes. Um, So even though... Oh, shit, I should come. Well, yeah, even though you kind of go, well, I know my way around the fretboard, I can do this, it's very, very different when you restrict yourself. Absolutely, um, especially you. Yeah, yeah, I played those four <laughs> notes really well. 
But I learned heaps of cool stuff in it. Like it was, it was really good. Um, and it, it's actually, it actually showed me. Uh, well, one thing about myself is the positive attitude I had because it could have been. If I was a dick, I would have gone, oh, this is fucking crap. I can play this what I was doing, you know, but I'm not. So, Did um, anyone do that? No. Well, to be fair, um, everyone else was at the level of which that was a challenge. But what was interesting is one of the guys, do you know the Annie McKee tune, Drifting? It's one yes. Of the, yeah. It's, so for, for anyone who doesn't, it's an acoustic guitar piece which involves a weird tuning and smacking the crap out of the guitar and doing all this non-conventional guitar playing. And uh, so there's this one dude that's here, he's, you know, 19 years old, and he played drifting, like, perfectly, brilliantly. Wow. And then it came time to solo in the pentatonic scale and he couldn't do it because he had no idea what that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, that's he was very, very limited. Sure. And then I had a chat with him afterwards and I said, but here's the thing. I can do all that whittly stuff around A minor pentatonic that we were doing for the blues thing, but I cannot play drifting. It, it's far beyond my comprehension of how that all works. So, so that's, the yeah. cool, that's the cool thing about playing guitar is that, you know, you watch me and think that, you know, that's beyond the realms of possibility for you and I look at what you do and I, I don't understand it. Like, yep. And so um, that's why... Mostly, if you're into guitar playing, that's what we love about guitar playing is that everyone brings something, something different, and it, all of the things you can do on a guitar are, are so varied that it's great to be reminded of that. You know, so it was really it was really enjoyable. Um, great. Uh, and then we did us we did, we wrote a song in a class with I think eight or nine people. Okay. Um, which was really interesting because. Um, uh, you know, it was like, all right, we're going to pick a title and, you know, there's sort of people who want to have a bit of a chat and it's like trying to, uh, trying to keep the thing moving along and keep everyone interested. Um, but it's actually... Um, How many people in the group? I think eight or nine. Okay. Um, but one of, the, one, of the, one of the girls had this title, Don't Let the Door Hit You on the Way Out. Right. Um, and it was, so we wrote this kind of blues thing and it was super cheeky. Um, I really, it was really good. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, um, but that's awesome. what that's what that class. Uh, I, you know, you and I going to chat an hour ago, but that that song wasn't finished at nine o'clock. Um, arguably, it's not finished now, but it's close. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, and and so in the in the group of eight, who did what? <clears throat> so each group has a leader, which is like one of the mentors. That's you know the the um, you know kind of. Uh, I guess the Tamworth legends, as they okay. as they are, the guys that are here. Are, um, uh, so we've got Kevin Bennett is the leader of the group that I'm doing, um, Lachlan Bryan and Catherine Britt. They're all group leaders. And uh, they lead that group of putting that thing together. Right, okay. Uh, and so then, you're not you're not just left to your own devices. You've actually got someone there. Like the whole, the whole point of yeah. getting together in the group and writing is to be taught how to do it kind of thing? Uh, I, it's not so much to be taught. It's more along the lines of like having a group lead, leader who um, who is not attending the academy so somebody is running the ship. Because okay. as you would might imagine, and uh, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn, um, Almost everyone here is a singer-songwriter doing their own thing. Yep. And therefore you put eight or nine of those people in a room and some of them are not very old. You know, they're yep. you know, 18, 19 years old. Um, some of them are not used to a lot of collaborating musically, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Um, I'm just wondering if that's going to make things better. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, so I think it, it could be easy for... Things to become a little bit rudderless, if you know what I mean. Like, um, so they're in a, uh, for want of a better word, they're an an adjudicator more than anything else, or a, or a, a, 
Okay. What, what, what's the yeah. name of the person who actually runs the meeting? A secretary? No. Uh, no, I, uh, the chairman? I don't know. Chairman. Uh, that's yeah. that's the word I was looking for. Um, yeah. So today, I mean, the, um, the first thing today was with that group was we all played a song. Uh, whether we'd written to kind of show each other, you know, what we're up to and our, you know, yep. and what our vibe is, and then um, and, you, and you did the brand new one. No, I did that yesterday at the concert. Okay, of course, right, okay, of course, okay. I played a song, you know, that I didn't know in front of a whole bunch of people I didn't know. So yeah, um, but it went down well. And you had one girl come up. It's like, oh my god, that that song made me cry. And I was like, it wasn't that bad, man? Like, ah, good. Yeah, very good. Um, yep. Yeah, Dom so is the self-deprecating one in the group. Yep. Well, it's funny actually. We we um, you know, we all had to kind of do these like getting to know you workshops, and you know, uh, you know, stand in a circle and then walk into the circle and you know, say your name in a way that you know shows who you are. And uh, I curled up in a ball and did it, and they were like, "Oh, so clearly someone here wants to make us laugh." It's like actually, like I'm trying to illustrate that. Being in front of people, is, you know, is a button that you switch on to like, okay, I'm here. I got my button switched. I'm on stage. Like that most of the time you, we spend by ourselves. We're not, we're not that person. Um, you know, we're not the person that's like, hi, everybody. Like we, that's part of who we are, but it's not all of who we are. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've been very well behaved. I've only made a few jokes and not spoken out of turn to be the class clown. Okay. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Well, I guess these guys don't really know me, but for me, I think that's quite an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> I tend I tend to take the role of whatever needs doing. That's right. So, um, you know, if it's a little bit hairy, you know, vibe-wise, right, I'll go around and have a quick chat so that people, you know, are not not tense. And yeah. yeah. And if it's a little bit raucous, I'll go, shh. <laughs> Which yep. I've, do- I've done a fair bit. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been really good. It's been really great. People here, right. they're lovely and there's a lot of talent and uh, a, a lot of uh, care, I guess, they, they're, they're in it to be, you know, they're in it to kind of get what they can out of it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's good. It's great, man. Yeah. Um, Do you I, have a, a clearer idea now of what the curriculum actually is? Oh, yeah, it's absolutely mapped out. Yeah, like it's right. mapped out to the point of, uh, you know, every 15-minute blocks. So. Jeez, yeah. Louise. Um Okay. So, you know, my fears were allayed as soon as I got there. I was handed a manual. I was like, oh, right, you know. That's crazy. So, um, but yeah, it's excellent. It's really good. Great. Yeah. How was it? How was Ellie Beach? Ellie Beach was uh, was good. Did you have sex? Yeah. <laughs> Great podcast. I think my mic must. I think I think your mic must have cut out. I didn't even hear the question. So yeah, we, let's skip. On to the next one. No, um, no. My question was: Were there insects in Ellie Beach? Uh, there was, yeah, there was definitely some insects. Um, yeah. Although none of them got me. Oh, that's so good. No, I bugged you. That was good. Yeah. I got, yeah, I got bitten really badly by mosquitoes last time I was there, but this time, or not even mosquitoes, I don't think. Mm. Something else. That was something weird. That was something that 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 their itches didn't actually manifest until after I got back to Melbourne. Oh. And held on for a week. And Geordie yeah. had the same thing. But Geordie and Rav, when we were up there in November, got bitten at the time and were itchy at the time. And I was, you know, then, of course, the, the, uh, uh, that hoary old chestnut of, you know, why do mosquitoes like some people and not others came up. And, um, yeah, yeah, it turned out they liked me as well because uh, I was itchy for, yeah, about a week afterwards. Just Jeez. to clarify, the thing that bit everybody um, and gave you all itches is not a metaphor. It's actually that you were, the, the itches were from the bugs. That anyway, were I, didn't, bugs. I didn't get bitten by bugs this time. Good. So there. That's good. Good to hear. <laughs> uh, and um, our old mate Richie was up there on drums. With oh, us. good. Did he um, have a uh, drum pad? 
Did he have a what? Do you have electric drum pad thing? No, 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 no. He played full kit. Oh, really? Um, well, the setup at this particular venue that we did a lot of gigs at um, is there's a front stage and a backstage. And I love that. So, so one of the nights I did a solo gig at the front stage and then a band gig at the backstage. Gotcha. Um, so we play as a three-piece. I, I, I played bass most of the night uh-huh. um, at that gig. So... Uh, it was really good. Richie Richie acquitted himself very very well indeed, and um, and uh, so we played New Year's Eve, and they you know they made um, substantially more money than they did the year before. Wow, well, that's good. Like, you know, I'm probably not supposed to. I wouldn't name the figure, but I probably even shouldn't even give you the percentage of how much more. But it was fairly impressive. So we've solidified our reputation there once again. <laughs> Oh, and uh, do they know that you're not going back next year? Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, I imagine Rob would spend the next nine months trying to convince you otherwise. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yes, anyway. <laughs> Great. Uh, yes, that was good. It was really good. And the weather was phenomenal and thunderstorms were forecast yesterday and the day before and... Amounted to exactly nothing. Oh, it was wow. still blue blue skies and just amazing. So you, you probably can't tell in this light or in this format, but I am. I only went out in the sun, sort of specifically to be in the sun just once. And uh, you know, as usual, no, no, no. Uh, what do you call that stuff? Sunscreen. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, I, I, in fact, I think my back is probably a little bit burnt. But I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely brown. Um, so well, the bookcase behind you looks brown, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and of course, yeah, you know the irony with beautiful weather and all that sort of thing is uh, uh, irony is probably not quite the right word, but um, I think actually my phone is currently propped up videoing this uh, on some Alanis Morissette CDs. So that's that's also coincidence. Um, I yeah, I, I watched a lot of the footage that I've seen about the bushfires around Australia and to come back into Melbourne though. And weirdly I was in row nine of this Virgin flight and there was no, I didn't have a window. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was the blank panel thing. So I didn't, I didn't even see the, 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 the devolution into smoke haze that there was until we hit the ground. Yeah. And you immediately smelt it coming through the cabin. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Mm. We uh, drove up, so Kat and I drove to Sydney on Friday um, and so we had to drive through Albury and, mm. you know, a little bit before Albury on the other side of the, the mountains there was um, there were fires near Bright and stuff like that and they were evacuating out of there. And it was like 200 metres visibility maybe on the, on the highway. Um, well, that's what it was like when we landed today. Yeah. Unbelievable, dude. Yeah. Well, that was, I mean, imagine that was Friday. So imagine how much more smoke. Kat said she got home today and inside the house smelled of smoke. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's it's... hundreds of kilometres away, these fires, and uh, the smoke's in Lara and making the house smell. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just remarkable. Some of the vision I saw while I was away, I just... Yes, and and, uh, and I don't I don't think we need to. We probably don't need to talk about it too much, and and certainly not in any political sense, because I think that that's been pretty out of control. The ah um, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I understand where it comes from, the emotions and everything, but um, and 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 I wouldn't um, when it's people on the ground who are having a go at. They're they're um, quite valid perception as to what got them into the mess they're in. That's one thing, and they they should feel totally fine about expressing those views in whatever vitriolic way they want to. That's totally fine. But the um, again, as always in the internet age and the keyboard warriors and all that sort of thing, I just I think people who are choosing this moment to step in and have a political argument about what the fuck's going on just feels. Feel, just feels a bit tone deaf. 
Oh yeah, it's the more it's the mourn porn thing that we talk about too. It's uh, yeah, um, it's um, there's a really interesting sketch. I wonder if you've seen it um, by that guy Anthony Jeselnik. Right, and he talks yeah, his, his his whole thing. He gets this whole uh, show that he does. This particular show, he he talks about. Um, you know, why he got fired, why his show got cancelled because he, you know, um, he makes jokes about things you shouldn't make jokes about. And um, he says his favourite thing to do is to go on Twitter and um, uh, make a joke about whatever tragedies happened that day. And he, he says, I don't know that a tragedy has happened um, until I get messages saying don't do it. Like so, he's like he's not looking for things. Right. He's not looking for things to like you know talk about. But he doesn't know if there's been a school shooting or the, you know or an earthquake or something like that or a you know um, it's just that when something happens, people let him know about it. And he says, and that's my cue because I'm not actually making a joke about the event, which is obviously obviously all, everyone with a reasonable perspective knows that you don't like those things aren't funny, right? What I'm doing is I'm pointing out of all the people who jump online after a tragedy, right, and want to want to share their opinion about it, right. And it's like they're not actually um, they're not actually um, talking about how they feel about the tragedy. They're saying on this day when something awful has happened to other people, don't forget about me. You know, that's his thing. It's like, it's like, it's not, it hasn't happened to you. Like, let the people it's happened to have their time, right? Yeah. It's like, and I, and I, and I do see the other side. And, but I think the, um, as you said, I, I mean, I understand when people are in the middle of it, actually personally affected. Um, but I mean, I, I, because I've been flat out. Absolutely flat out. I haven't seen much, but what I have seen is just like, oh. what? It's yeah, is yeah. that? If I can, oh, just say one more thing. The I don't think people understand that using social media that way actually doesn't bring them closer together to people who are like minded. Anywhere near as much as it puts a distance between them and other people in the sense of people who um, people who look at it with a perspective of like, well, that's probably a bit unreasonable and that's a bit over the top and that's a bit like this. They kind of, I think people respond to that way if they just kind of go, eh, I'm just going to distance myself from being part of that and have, you know, that person's behaviour, not their viewpoint necessarily, but their behaviour. Um, yeah, okay. And... Yeah, I mean, maybe not. Maybe that's just maybe that's just me. I, but I, I've seen a lot of counter. Uh, in the two couple of times I've been on on and had a look, I've seen a lot of like, hey, look, I know that we're all feeling this, this, and this, but you know, let's galvanize and let's you know, because yeah, because they're doing exactly like what you're saying, and it's like oh, far out, you know, it's not about you, mate, you know. And your opinion, your political opinion, right now, it's like it's, surely that's irrelevant, you know. I um, yeah, I, I, and there's a, a a bit in the same way that you know I've spoken, we've spoken on here before, and I've spoken with you about just kind of feeling overwhelmed by the number of things there are to be concerned about in the world. Um, I, I I'm seldom one to sort of, well, to to even. I was going to say weigh in, and that's not what I mean either, because that that automatically implies having an opinion, and I, I don't. Even if I had an opinion about what's happening at the moment, what what, what opinion would that be? I'm I'm not in favour of bushfires. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but uh, there's there's so so much of everyone's Facebook feed is about what's happening. What's the point in being one more voice to that? But what I did do was I posted a link to an article I read which had um, donation portals to to 
loads and loads of different things that you can think of. Certainly, you know, the South Australian Fire Service, the the, the RFS, the New South Wales relief efforts, um, animal sanctuaries. Like it just, it was just a list of the Red Cross, Salvation Army. I wouldn't recommend doing that. Um, but, but um, uh, so just a like a, a handy dandy reference guide as to if you want to if you want to give some money, this is what you can do. Or if you want to if you want to donate anything, blankets, canned goods, all that sort of stuff, these are the places you can go. I kind of felt like that that was um like a worthwhile positive to take out of it. But the but actually of the two things I posted, the first thing I posted was a was a post written uh, very personally from a friend of mine, an old friend of mine in um, Adelaide, which was. Um, an attempt to humanise what's happening because you can see the news footage and certainly you can see raw human emotion and people inextricably connected to what's going on because they're they're trying to save their neighbour's house or, you know, any number of things that, that directly links them to the, the land they're trying to save. Um, but this was a very grassroots sort of... Trying to, um, <clears throat> I said humanize, but that's not what I meant either. Trying to, uh, um, what make it person personalized, personalized the experience for. So I'm lying in the sun in Queensland oh. and getting a tan, and um, that's that's a lot of people's reality. Oh. I mean, yeah. lots of Australia oh. is burning, but a fucking huge proportion yeah. of it isn't. Dude, there's two there's two people who are supposed to be here now who aren't here because there are bushfires really close uh, to their houses and they can't yeah. they couldn't get here. And the mentor in the group that we were doing tonight, well, he couldn't leave until today because he was surrounded by bushfires. So, oh, wow. but it's like, what are we supposed to do? Not have our lives? No, you've you've you know, if you've got shit to do. Yeah, you know, you, you're allowed to do it. It's okay. I think. Um, so, and you know, of course, yeah. this is extraordinary. It's an extraordinary circumstance. Um, the thing she wrote was uh, like the real, the the little nitty gritty things that, of course, we do every single day of our lives. So she was said stuff like just, you know, the 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 bills that are posted on the fridge that you have to take care of. Like, you know, you, you the um, and you know. There's the obvious stuff that people often say, you know, get your family photo albums and all that sort of stuff. But this was, you know, I didn't, I didn't have time to grab my wallet before I had to run out. So I've got no credit cards. I've got no access to any money. Like, you know, I've got kids. I'm trying to feed. I don't, you know, all that sort of stuff. And it was a really, really poignant, pointed post that I thought hit a lot of really great buttons. Yeah. So I um, I posted a link to that because I thought that was really impressive, and the stuff I hadn't thought about, which of course you don't think about unless you're um, the person in that situation or my friend Michelle, who is beautiful. <laughs> mm. There's um, I believe I gave you um, a book <clears throat> um, mid last year by Johan Hari, and it's a book about um, you know mental health uh, and de- depression. And there's this chapter in there that talks about um, uh, what happens when people, when communities are faced with crisis and particularly talks about London in the Second World War and when when the war ended, like, so during the war, um, admissions to uh, mental hospitals went down, um, all kind, you know, alcoholic um, problems went down, all these things that people in everyday life um, were experiencing, uh, you know, that were associated with uh, lifestyle and community and the way the world was, they went down drastically because people were galvanised from this, you know, by this common enemy. common enemy. And it's when there's a war and a physical enemy um, that is a person or a group of people that you're combating. Um, it's it it has an element to it that um, you know who you are and your people and your you you get together with your people and you do your thing um, and you know the kindness of strangers 
you know, so all those things that the people in the fires, for example, fleeing the fires, the things that they'd be worried about, it's like, you know, they'll stop somewhere. I've got no money for the pe- for petrol in this town. There will be people that are just handing out money to or petrol stations just going, yeah, leave your name and address, all that. Yeah. All those problems, which in everyday life, you never be able to you never be able to do those kind of things. Mm. People get together. The problem with this one is, are, that, you, are you saying Hitler wasn't uh, all bad? No. Um, oh. Uh, I'm not saying that, but I mean. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> what I'm saying that the thing is that when it's a natural disaster, um, the enemy that you have to club together to to fight um, isn't a thing like another nation or another set of beliefs that you can identify against. It's fire. And so what people are doing, I believe, is they are finding the human element to what they can um, combat in this. And, you know, that's why some of the things we've seen on the, in the media and on, in social media and stuff are looking for that. Like, and they're, they're looking to simplify a remarkably complex, complex problem like, you know, fires in Australia, which happen every year um, by the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and but this is a different thing um, but they're still trying to find that one thing to um, uh, to pit up against because yeah, you can't because because fire isn't symbolic of a of a, a different set of beliefs a different ideology Um it's it's natural, and so um, I think the things that you know, like what about what about the bills? I mean, like you know, there's someone said the other day, like you know, Telstra have just you know wiped, they've just wiped all the fireys phone phone bills, like mm-hmm. so, like you know, well, you're not at work, they're not at work, they're not earning money, right? So just use your device and because you you know you need to, and mm. we'll sort you out, you know. Um, and I think as time goes by, that, that more of that stuff will will come to light that people have been helped out like that. Yeah, and I think too, people's everyday needs. That thing about no one gives a fuck about their power bill getting paid when they're running away from home. Those things don't. They're actually not on the minds of people who are just trying to save their kids or feed the you know the, you know. I think it. I think um, I think life becomes very very simple in those situations actually. Yeah, but it also, in the immediate aftermath of those things, I think they they spring back to the forefront. The the, the practicalities of life, where you, you know, particularly if you've got family and kids and all that sort of thing, where stuff still has to be taken care of. Yeah, I I I, I agree. Um, but I, you know, here's the thing: if you've lost everything, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff just becomes simple, like in a sense of, and I'm not, no, no, I like it's like okay, well, um, I have to do I have I have to go get a new license, and so then you go out and you say this is a situation, and actually the people at at the road traffic authority are the people who have to come up with the idea of how you get to qualify to get your license because you've got no ID. That that's all of those. I think so much of those contingencies don't fall upon. The people who are having the problem—that's that's how systems work. We live in a complex system that's set up to solve those problems. Mm. I mean, you know, if anyone's ever had had a, you know, had a problem like that, it, it gets to the point too where they go, "I guess I have to work that out at some point." But right now, I'm not really bothered by it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was. A very thoughtful thing. Oh yeah, well it, it is because it means that you're you know that whoever that person is that you know put that perspective out there, um, you know obviously is very caring and uh, even her putting it is it her? Mm. Yeah, um, even her putting that out there um, 
you know, shows, you know, or, you know, encourages people to think of this in a different way than maybe, maybe how they're naturally thinking about it. Yeah. Mm. Lead by example. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think people find it hard to be empathetic sometimes. And, I, you know, you, 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 Watch this footage, and of it's it's um. I mean, not to be cynical about it, but of course, you know, there's still mainstream media outlets, so they are searching for the most horrific vision, and the most emotive stories, um, because it's still about ratings. Hmm. And I know that sounds cynical, but no, it's just what it's what it is. It's not. It is what it is. Um, but even then, you know, just to to fly home from sunny blue skies and into you couldn't see a hundred meters at Melbourne airport was, it was actually scary. Yeah. It was actually scary. And that's just fucking referred smoke. <laughs> yeah. It's just fucking amazing. Ooh. Anyway, we weren't going to talk much about that. I think I started out by saying, probably don't need to talk much about it. Oh, well, you know, we probably didn't, but turns out we did. So that's okay. That's what, that's, isn't that why we do this? <laughs> Just to see who we are. Isn't that what life's about? Yeah. <laughs> so I got to go to rehearsal tomorrow for Rebel, this David Bowie show. Why don't you not go? <laughs> no, no, I must go. Huh. It'll be good. Oh, I just, yeah. I was just. I'm looking forward to it. I just thought you want to be authentic. No, it's good. Hey, it's um, good. I, can you not can on. you can you not do it by by Skype like this? Yeah, the rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, it's so funny. Like um, all these dudes here, they're like, "Okay, look, I know we're going to be really busy here, but let's make sure we we do some Skype writing sessions." I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, Skype songwriting sessions. Where doesn't matter where you are, you sit with your guitar at your end, and I sit with my guitar at my end, and we write a song together." I'm like, "That fucking happens." And they're like. We all live miles away from everyone else. I'm like, that's awesome. I wouldn't have thought that was a thing. Yeah, there's a. There's a have you ever heard of Jam Kazam? No. Oh yeah, you should look that up. Now. Yeah. On online, like Skype, but specifically for music. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up now. Right now. Right now. Oh shit. Because that's. All right, then. Because that's cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do any reading while I was away. I took a book. I took Clive James's one of Clive James's biographies, autobiographies, mm, semi-autobiographies. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, would, I didn't read. It. Would we be able to? Do, <laughs> would we be able to actually do Jam Kazam in Australia with our shit internet? <clears throat> that is one hundred percent the issue. Right. Yep. Because, uh, you know, you can do it in America because their uh, internet's eight times faster than ours or something stupid. It's true. Well, they need that so they can spread the disinformation eight times as quickly. Nice. Thanks, man. Yeah. Just keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> in Australia, it's like, did you hear about this? Well, not yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I am vocally Bent. I can't believe I have to go back to sing tomorrow night. Oh. I'll be fine. I'll I'll sleep on my own. Oh, bed you're, are you doing uh, you're doing the gig that I would usually do with you tomorrow night? Yes, and ah. the gig you would usually do with me on Wednesday night, the night after. Nice. Who have you got? Geordie. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know. He'll send me a message tomorrow <sighs> saying thanks for going away and uh, let me do your gigs. Really? No, no, he won't. He won't say that at all. No, wouldn't have thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't. Th- I don't think. I mean, really, given that, that um, oh, I know. I I made up a riddle today. <gasps> riddle me that. All right. What? Um. What goes in black, presents as blue, and comes out green. Oh, what goes in black <laughs> presents as blue mm-hmm. and comes out 
rain. Yeah. Um. Ah, <laughs> uh, I might need some time. Um, uh, probably not the best format for uh, which to. No, uh, no, I know. <laughs> ponder a riddle. Shall I just tell you? No, give me a clue. <laughs> um. Uh, it's a liquid. Right. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, printer ink. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, black sambuca. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. My. Yeah, because it's because it's called black sandbooker, but when you pour it in the glass, it's actually blue. Right. Which is why Sarah Ross and I refer to it as blue. Yes. Blue. As yes. In, yes. You must. You must never say no. You must always say yes. yes. Blue. Yes. Very good. Um, and uh, yeah, my 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 poop is green, and it is the hallmark of an early beach trip. Well, my, my it's fucking bright green. It's like mine's I've, green too, but I'll show you why. Oh God. Um, oh, let me show you. Doing? I'm just gonna. Get, no, no, that's not. That's, Jesus Christ! What's happening? No, that's not. Um, no, I've got those um, green, um, like spirulina tablets. <laughs> yes. Yes. I guess that might be it. Mm, yeah. yeah. There was a a film in the, I guess the '90s, called The Lawnmower Man. Yeah. Which is an adaptation of a Stephen King story. Yeah. Um. Absolutely nothing to do with the Stephen King story. I have no idea why it was called that. It didn't. It was in no way related at all. The um, <laughs> the lawnmower man in the Stephen King and might have actually been under his pseudonym. It might have been a Richard Bachman story. Um, was a short story in one of his compilations, and it was about a guy who um cut the grass by eating it. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what my poop looks like. Right. Yeah. Right. I would have called yeah. him I would have called him Cowface. Cowface? Yeah. yeah. But he was the lawnmower man. Yeah, but he ate the grass. Yeah, but he would Hello, do you need your lawn mowed? Wow, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. And then he'd say you can't you can't be here while I do it or something. And he would nude up. And eat the lawn. Doesn't sound like a horror story when I say it like that. I know. It sounds horrific, actually. My, yeah. Your cat's my yowie cat is. Yeah. Hi, Bubba. Hi. We've actually got off pretty lightly that she's only come out this this one time in forty minutes. So, hi. Um, because we hung out a lot when I got home. There was there was much talking and big purring and following me around and 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 then the biting started. So. Little rat bag, um, yeah. So I keep getting photographs from Cat while I'm away of um, Sprocket without his collar on because clearly Freddie's ripping his collar off. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's that's a funny one. Um, but also, we've turned a corner and he slept through the night. <laughs> yeah. So what would usually happen? Um, is Kat would put him to bed at like, you know, 9.30 or so um, when she goes to bed and then I'll get home at stupid o'clock in the morning, um, let them both out, have a cuddle, take them out back and they go go to the toilet. And if that wasn't happening, if I wasn't getting him, then he'd just start barking at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning because uh, he needed to wee. But now, um, now he's got the bladder control to be able to sleep through the night. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, a bloody sprocket. Uh, sprocket had a bloody grass seed in his toe, so he had to go to the vet. For God's sake! Oh, no, I'm just going to rip up the grass out the back and just have dirt. <laughs> Your surname's Italiano. You could probably just put concrete down and paint it green. I'd get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, you wouldn't need a lawnmower man. No, and then I could get a uh, a nice pizza oven in the back, mate. It'd be sweet. Sweet, mate. Sweet, bro. <laughs> I forgot to eat yesterday. I almost forgot to eat yesterday. I had some uh, cheese at about nine o'clock. Congratulations! Mm. I ate three times today, though, to make up for it. Oh, cool. Well, um, so, let, me, let me know how your um, poo goes tomorrow. 
Ah, uh, all right, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I resisted the temptation to photograph it. Oh, dude, you need evidence. I mean, no one's going to believe you've got Sam Bookapoo unless you share it with the world. <laughs> Anyone who's ever drunk a lot of black Sam Booker knows it's the case, though. Okay. Yeah. And that includes all the guys I tour with. <laughs> I've never, I, I don't think I've ever had that experience. Yeah. Yeah, right. I haven't had a lot. Yeah, we, 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 drank, we drank a lot of it. We drank a lot of it. Richie got sick. Richie got sick and Ralph got sick and I didn't this time. Ah, and you're, you've been back for a day. Well. Almost. I, I, yeah. <laughs> nah, you'd, you'd be, yeah, you'd be sick already. I'd be sick already. I was sick before I left last time, so it doesn't count. Oh, maybe you, um, yeah, maybe you reverse sicked. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, maybe I'm, I did. Clearly I'm on a songwriting camp where I'm trying to make words out of nothing. Um, when do you come back? The 27th of January. Mm. Yeah, it's a long way from here. I meant the people at home. Sorry? Oh, I meant for the people at home. I knew when you were coming back. Ah, cool. Because um, you know, on the screen next to me, aside from anything else, is, is my calendar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 27th of January is when I'm coming home. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to... I'm going to leave. I've got a gig on the 26th. I'm going to leave straight away and drive after that's done and drive to Sydney if I can um, and then do the next day drive um, so I can be home on the Monday. Good. And then you and I gig on the Tuesday. Woo! And you start trying to replenish that bank account of yours after not working for the best part of a month. Far out. What sort of stupid idea was this? Oh, you know. But I did get asked to play at um, another gig. Um, so, um, one of the mentors here, um, does a piano bar, but like a honky tonk piano bar night. Okay. And he said, oh, we're trying to do something a little bit different this year. And he's like, how did you feel about singing, um, Paul Simon's still crazy after all these years? I went, oh, come on. All right. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. Fucking great. <laughs> so. Oh, that's really cool, man. Yeah. So that's be really, that'd be really cool. Um, awesome. And that's actually with Damo, the guy who produced the record. Um, oh, wow. So, so Damo plays in Lachlan's band um, and they produce records together. So when I saw that he was going up as well. Yeah, so when when Damo's not producing by himself, the rest of the year gets booked up with Lachlan, Damien, co-production stuff. Okay. And whereas and they, and people who hire those guys kind of hire them for the kind of the fact that they've got a sound together and yeah um and so uh and they're very good together very 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 good together and so awesome um one of the nights so what's cool is Damo's doing a couple of hours beforehand Damo's doing a night with two other guys who play support for other people all the time they, they could, I think it's called like the songs of the sidemen where they're doing a gig, but then, you know, they don't usually do gigs by themselves, um, playing their own songs, which is going to be really cool. And then after that, it's this kind of piano, honky tonk piano bar night. So uh, that's going to be really fun. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Everyone I've met here is really very much focused on um, being songwriters. So not necessarily. Um, being, uh, I think the young, most of the younger ones are very much like I want. I would like, you know, I want a career as a, an artist. But a lot of us older folks, like, no, we just want to write songs with people, like good songs with people, as much as we can. Which I think would be really good for us getting to write songs with the younger people because, um, you know, they might play them. So, yeah, um, they might record. Good point. Them. Um, yeah, they might get an audience. Well, they, I mean, they, you know, they're keen to get out and do gigs, and you know. Um, yeah. And record albums and stuff like that. So, um, and I think we all are as well. But um, I, think we're just, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's cool. Fantastic, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm glad you've had a good time the first three days. Yeah. So far, so good. Well, good. I look forward to uh, um, catching up with you next week and seeing how uh, the rest of it's been going. Hopefully, I'll. I imagine- I imagine we'll touch base in the meantime. But. I imagine so. Hopefully I will have uh, done some sleeping in the meantime. 
But I've done well to be in this room, which is easily 35 degrees. Um, oh, dude, really? Without turning this fan that I bought on. I bought an industrial-sized fan because it's so fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. there's All of the rooms that we're working in have air conditioning, but the residents don't. So, um, Right. You know, ah, well, you, you literally are freezing <laughs> and then boiling. Okay. Yep. Well, you look after yourself with that, won't you? Woo! Mm. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks for uh, making time to to do this. This is great. No, mate. Thank yeah. you. Well, thank you for making the time to do it. You've you've got a fucking schedule, man. I do have a schedule. I've never had. I haven't had this kind of schedule since I had. I don't know when that was. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> All right. Well, you take care. All Get right, some buddy. sleep. I will. Love you, mate. Thanks for watching, kids. Oh, it's a lot of biscuits. Oh, hey, I don't, there I don't, he goes. I don't have any, but I do have some Vitaweets. I'm gonna go. Vitaweets are the best. I'm gonna have some Vitaweets now with some Manchego cheese. I three meals today. I'm definitely not hungry, if you can believe that. So I can believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. You probably good. Uh, probably um, needed all uh, three meals today after. Uh, oh my. Yeah. My I've just got a knock on the door, so I really have to go. Okay. All right. See ya. See you, mate. Uh-huh. Cheers. Cheers, all, mate. Not that bag of cocaine that I put on you. Oh, thanks, man. It looks like it. <laughs> I literally, do you know what? I tell you what, if that was a bag of cocaine, <laughs> um, there's no way I'd ever be able to afford it. <laughs> I just looked at it and I thought, that looks like cocaine. That bag broke. <laughs> Um, yeah. Jamie, Jamie has kindly given me some washing powder um, because everyone knows how much I stink here. Right. <laughs> don't snort that. I'm not going to snort this, by the way. Sorry? Okay, no, please gonna... don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, if it makes your signs, it's nice and clean. There you go. Take it easy, mate. Thanks, mate. <laughs> now I'm going to say goodbye. I haven't stopped All recording right. yet. See you, brother. See you, mate. Love you.